0: Welcome back to the In My Twenties podcast. Today, I'm joined by... Mishak, mate. Meshack. returned. He's returned. Now, if you don't know why he's saying he's returned, basically, on my YouTube channel, about, you know, two years ago... Oh, it's even more than that. that even more than... Years. Actually, We're more talking, like...
1: going three, four years ago now. Three,
0: four years ago. We had this series on my channel where we looked at Mishak's educational journey. And to say the least, it was... <laughs> it was interesting, wasn't it, Mishak? You um, missed exams. You didn't turn up... I missed exams. Up. I didn't attend. I had arguments with... Authorities in school. Yep, and you basically I don't even did you even follow you didn't even follow through of your A levels. I mean you don't. No, have, no, do you have I any? Didn't. No, I,
1: I gave up with that. Gave up gave with up it. with that entirely. I went and made money instead. I yeah. for a route through working
0: rather than education. Exactly, and we was talking about this one thing. Now, obviously, no A levels, you're not university, but you've become literally an amazing FIFA player. Well, I mean, I'd like to say I've always been an amazing FIFA player. <laughs> But that'd be going a bit far because at the beginning of the
1: year, I wasn't. But yeah, I did become quite a good FIFA player.
0: Yeah, because as like an outsider who obviously plays FIFA and you know you just have a game and you get smashed, um, I would always say you're good. But recently, I've just seen your foot with statistics <laughs> and you were ranked 2,000th in the world for FIFA in July. Yeah, and that's only because I played one weekend league. And you played one weekend league. So surely like there is scope there for you to slowly move up the rankings over the next FIFA 21, let's say. And start getting into these pro tournaments and making big money.
1: So, this wouldn't be the first time I've been at the pro tournament, to be honest.
0: Oh, you've not done one
1: before? I've done one before and it was in seasons, but I just couldn't be asked on the day.
0: Really? That's interesting, though. But how, let's say you did do the uh, the, the tournament, the pro tournament, yep. and you won or got a top five finish. Is, do you know what the prize money is like? So,
1: there's not prize money for those ones specifically, there's foot champs points, which lets you go to the actual finals later in the year. So you know how there's obviously weekend league, there's obviously registered tournaments throughout the year. But you know, at the end of the year, there's obviously the Foot Champions European Cup, Foot Champions Finals. That will be people who've won previous tournaments and got themselves enough points to actually put themselves in those places. So I'd have to, I'd have to literally spend a lot of my time playing FIFA. (laughs) And I do
0: actually spend quite a bit of time playing FIFA. I'd have to spend even more time playing FIFA. But you you work a lot, obviously. We're going to talk about that later on and you progressing up the career ladder. But basically, are you not a tiny bit tempted to be like, you know what, I'm going full-time FIFA for one year. I didn't go uni, I've got time to like, you know, I didn't have that three years of waste or not earning money. So I've got a year to basically sit there, try and make my my e-gaming career come true. You're not tempted. So do you know what the funny thing is? It actually happened this year.
1: So at the beginning oh, of FIFA, I was just enjoying it, as everyone does. You just got FIFA 20, just a new game out. And I was like, oh, this is quite fun, this is quite fun. And I was like, you know what? For once, let me actually watch the pros and see what they're doing. So I found, obviously, you've got people like hashtag Tom, and M-, M. Sadari on YouTube. And I was like, oh, I never actually realised what this whole meta thing in gameplay was. Mm. So most effective tactics available. And I was like, oh, I'm just playing my game. Is that what meta is? Yeah, most effective tactics Oh my tactics god, that is available. revolutionary. Yeah, obviously like what's it the goat greatest of all time yeah yeah of course of course yeah so i was like all right what even is the matter of this fifa 20 then i find out i've been using the complete wrong team so when i actually started using the right team that's when i started seeing myself go from gold two to elite three very quickly yeah and that's when my mate jumped in my party and we started gaming together and going ham with each other (laughs) that both of us actually just made elite one he made it first because there was one evening where i think we were up we were all up to about 3 a.m and he yeah he'd only just started on the sunday so he was saying We've, you've only got four hours left james four hours and you've actually got to play about 15 games yeah so i was like i can't handle this i've got work in the morning my eyes are literally closed and i've just made 25 <laughs> wins and he was like it's all right bro you go sleep i'll let you know i'll get in the morning so i'm at work and i literally a message
0: drops in the chat he goes i've made 28 wins <laughs> oh my goodness that is crazy but I, I, I just find it so fascinating because obviously, we, we as a friend of yours, I've always known you played FIFA and I always knew you are good, but I never thought you'd have like be top top 2,000 in the world because so many people play FIFA. It's quite crazy. But you were saying about work. Now, you've also got... Uh, you work in Waitrose, isn't it? Yep. And you have been for... How long now?
1: Uh, this will be my third year, actually, this month. Actually, it's today the 8th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that marks three years in the partnership. Three years in the partnership. Yeah, today being the 8th of August. And you,
0: you've like slowly
1: been progressing up the I, ladder in Waitrose. I can't even say slowly. It happened pretty quickly. Then it stagnated for a bit. Then they just threw me up again.
0: Yeah, so what? Well, tell us what that is like. Because obviously being young adults and stuff, you know, you, you have to start working and thinking about a career, especially yeah. if you're not at university. But you've kind of been, I don't know, you're, you're doing bits of Waitrose to the point where you've got two careers, maybe a FIFA 20 gamer, or maybe even you know a waitrose store manager because they earn big money yeah, store managers PT earn money of that. <laughs> and pting yeah, yeah yeah but
1: but yeah so putting it in a weird way like i think i was just i think i was fortunate to actually come into the job at the time i did so having literally left school mm. i was always going to be like yep yeah, i just want to earn myself some money at first that was the idea i just wanted to come out of come out of school earn myself a bit of money get myself going mm. what happened then is that as I started earning money in the place, they gave me a lot more responsibilities straight away because yeah. I guess they could see that I was... I wouldn't say eager because I can't say I'm eager at work to actually... I cannot imagine you being eager in Waitrose. But I think it's literally people mentioned the confidence I have in the role mm. and the way I just maintain people in there and what I do. So I think when they saw me, they were like, hmm, he might be young, but he's clearly capable even though he's young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that started off with being rather than just your simple shelf stacker, that i just got put to literally lead roles straight away even over people that had been there for five six years yeah so my supervisor role took off really quickly mm. literally i think on my 19th birthday they literally just told me yeah we're basically going to make you a supervisor because first off you're over 18 and you know what you're
0: doing you know what you're doing on everything yeah. you see i think the thing that's interesting is that i know so many people and friends that have part-time jobs in waitrose tesco whatever and they kind of come and go in their holidays their free time when they're not at university but they, they stay there for years, but they never really are able to progress because they keep dipping away and coming back. Yeah. But it's interesting. So because you probably have been in the area and stayed here for a while, they've scoped you out and been like, you know what? Meshach, we could make him into a store manager or something like that in the long run, do you reckon? Yeah. It's kind of weird though, because
1: even after, even shortly after I started, everyone was like, like, how the hell did you lose your job at East Croydon? I was like, I didn't. Was there, I didn't, Oh, you lost the job in Waitrose. Yeah, so. it was weird. So I never actually lost it. I just got let go because I used to work with Georgie. Yeah. But then literally, I never really got an ex- explanation of why like we all got let go. They just, what, they just literally said, oh, yeah, right, they, yeah, literally. I remember, contract I was, I remember up, at the bye. time, they were literally like, oh, yeah, like changes are happening and we've just got to let some people go. Because I remember they right. told me at the time that the reason was because the store was supposedly closing. But obviously, Mad. after I got my job at Sid Cup, I was like, oh, well, it's funny to see how this East Croydon store is still standing <laughs> oh, and still performing as one of the worst ones in the UK. Oh, so, so so it's a really bad performing store. Yeah, so East Croydon should be probably the next one to Mate, fall away. Do you reckon they thought that you was
0: the reason why it was really bad performing?
1: You, no, and, so, the, you and the whole crew in the store at that time? <laughs> so it was quite funny. When I first got to my new job at Sidcup, and they were like, oh, are you new? Like, oh, we got to get you trained stuff. I was like, oh, no, I'm not new. I've just come from another store. And they was like, oh, what store? I was like, oh, I've come from East Croydon. Uh, oh. And this guy there <laughs> called Deji was like, East Croydon? What? I heard that's a dead store. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it is one of the worst performing ones. So when I first got there, they weren't expecting much of me. They were thinking, oh, maybe he's just come across because like, he's been let go and he's just trying to yeah, trying yeah, to like stay in Waitrose. But no,
0: literally I met my manager, Kieran, the first day and he was like, yeah, you seem like you know what you're doing already. Yeah, things. But so, what, what actually makes a store um, like Waitrose worst performing? Is it the amount of sales or is it the customer service or the feedback? what What do they judge it by? So ultimately it's
1: literally just down to the sales. If you're in mm. an area that will literally get a lot of income from customers, mm. you're deemed a good store. Like for example, you've got stores you've got Victoria's in the central London, right mm. outside the station. People are gonna pay money because they, they yeah, it's the first yeah. supermarket they see. Which is why I think Retro's marketing tactic and John Lewis is that most of their stores are actually near actual train stations. Mm. So East Corns One was right next to it, Sid Cup is only down the road, the big one in Bromley is right next to it, Beckenham's right next to it. Yeah, just so they literally their audience and who they're aiming at is commuters.
0: Yeah, of course. But it's interesting seeing how you know, they they judge a store to be good or bad, not by, let's say, customer service as a metric, not yeah. by like pricing, not by quality, but it's all about kind of money based. I mean, life is basically yeah. all about money. But I guess in a business perspective, if you want to make money, you can't actually
1: put your business somewhere where it's not going to make money.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because I
1: was always saying that, all right, it's lovely to have one in Croydon, but mm. no offense to Croydon or anything, but you wouldn't. Class Croydon There's a bunch of people That are going to shop regularly at Waitrose
0: Yeah yeah Due to prices I mean everything. you look at their Like median income Let's say in Croydon area It's lower than let's say Probably Bromley Or places in Surrey Yeah so, 100% course.
1: It's like it's nothing It's nothing against him It's just that if you were to Even if you were to Go to Croydon now And ask people Oh would you shop Waitrose They go Why would I pay those prices mm. I'd probably go
0: Sainsbury's or Tesco Bro I'm the same Why would I go Waitrose yeah. No offence me, You obviously work there But I'd yeah. probably rather go Tesco or Sainsbury's Honestly
1: I will say this right now I am a huge Tesco enthusiast
0: Really yeah. Tesco I've- You work in Waitrose but you're at Tesco and he's getting it's, fired tomorrow. It's quite funny. The, <laughs> amount, the amount of
1: times you will see me in a Waitrose uniform in Tesco and Orpington is really funny. Oh, mate,
0: I bet that's actually a jokes thing to do. Go into Tesco in a Waitrose. But don't wait. Don't you get a discount from so working we, there for several years?
1: So, no, you get a discount at Waitrose and John Lewis once you work there for, is it three or six months? And it's 25% of John Lewis. And it, it used to be 15% at Waitrose, but they've upped it to 20%. That's not bad. So the thing is, I was saying, hmm, I get everyone is always like, oh, Waitrose this, Waitrose that. This is amazing. And I was yeah. like, I'm not one for the quality of food. I don't mm. I don't really mind. I don't mind whether it's gourmet, gourmet beef, gourmet whatever. I'm just hungry. Mm. So I'm not going to go and spend, let's say, £6.99 on some salmon. Yeah.
0: Just because it comes from Waitrose. I will happily go and spend four, four quid on one from Tesco. That's same. Do you watch, do you reckon you watch what you eat or you're just kind of like, I'm hungry, anything goes? So do you know what? There
1: was a point where I did watch what I eat. And that's fitness-related and that I can't take in too much of bad stuff. Mm. So then I was thinking, hmm, wait a minute, I've got a really good metabolism, so I can literally get away with eating what I want when without actually seeing any effects. But yeah. just because I have that, I don't like to say, oh, yeah, I can get away with it. I start to kind of watch and
0: see what my intake is. Sure. But I think it's, in- Do you know, I think it's interesting, though, that as, let's say, when we was in school in Bishop, we could eat whatever we want when we wanted, drink whatever we wanted when we wanted. And our bodies would stay the same. We'd be fine. But we get to about 20 upwards in our 20s, literally in our 20s, the podcast. But we start, what we eat suddenly starts, you know, coming onto our bellies or our chins. And it's like, you have to be a bit more careful about what you're eating as you grow up. Yeah, it'd
1: be really quite funny though, because we'll literally leave school and you'll be like, oh my God, um, I haven't haven't seen you in like three
0: weeks. And next thing you know, you'll see a guy who's got like a beer belly who was doing being an athlete in school (laughs) or something. It's mad how quickly... Things change. And it's like injuries as well. Yeah. Like as soon as you get to like twenty upwards and you get an injury in the gym or on your legs from football that's from it. you're
1: finished. It's like it's like me with my wrist. That one time I was deadlifting with James and my wrist went, it still hasn't recovered. I still have to wear my strap even now.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's like my, my hamstring. I injured it, let's say just messing around um um in the club doing the splits because I am very drunk stupidly. <laughs> I hurt my no, it's actually so annoying. So I was in the club in Sydney. And these people like snapchatting, everyone's doing these tricks. So I did the splits without warming oh, up. I still will never forget this. Yeah. And then, I... forget you this. <laughs> and then I pulled my groin and I was in pain and I couldn't like move and I couldn't go gym or run for about three months. Then eventually it healed up and I started trying to go back to athletics. But my hamstring obviously connected to my groin yeah. was just so tight and hadn't been used that I pulled that and I've basically been screwed since. But I guarantee if it happened when I was let's say 15, I'd be laughing. It would heal in like in a, in a few weeks.
1: It's quite funny though because there are some young people who get injuries and just never knock them off even though you think they should just knock them off. I think groin and hamstring ones are really serious though because I don't think there's actually there's certain parts of your body that you don't actually get rests. Like Mm -hmm. if you think if you're on your feet all day they say you're supposed to rest if you've got a hamstring injury. If you've got to go to school, you still got to transfer between every lesson. You know, they're not going to give you a wheelchair for having a hamstring injury. Yeah, that's very true. Or even if you're still going to be out every single day, because you, you won't think of it like that. I think as you get older and you have an injury, you know what you've got to do, so you monitor it much better. Yeah. And that's why when you see in football games and players get hamstring injuries, there's none of this. Oh, I'll carry on playing for a bit. They just, just stop straight stretcher, they stop straight stretcher off, massage first because
0: they know any slight push could make it even worse, even the slightest yeah. little tick. That's it's interesting you say that actually because. I think you're right. There's not much accommodation for let's say sports players or not even sports players but injuries in like let's say a school or a workplace even yeah. though that can affect you for literally the next 60 years of your life if you don't sort it out there and then. Yeah. So they wouldn't let you, like like you say, they wouldn't let, give you a lift pass because you said your hamstring hurts but the reality is you probably should get one if your hamstring does hurt because that can affect you for the whole, yeah, your cause, whole life. Because for all you know you could literally,
1: you could pull your hamstring just walk up the stairs in school. You don't have to be incredibly fit to not pull your hamstring it can go at any time that's mm. what it is but literally for all you know you could think oh i pulled it i'll carry on walking for the rest of the day next thing you know if you're a sports person you could go from being out six weeks to three months
0: yeah and that's the thing that's like um as for laqueta did you see in the fa cup final yes yeah, so he pulled them, his him, hamstring him
1: and, him and Pulisic both done the hamstring and both went off straight away every player goes off straight away when they pull the hamstring because yeah. they know the worst thing they can do is carry on, like, exercising that muscle.
0: And Asphilicueta was literally crying
1: because it was it was it his last game? So it's not his last game. It's just that he's so consistent, plays every single game, that I think when, you, when you're a player and you play so many games of football,
0: it's almost sickening to leave one. Yeah. And I think when you know you've pulled your hamstring, it's, like, notorious for... You're not out for a few weeks. It knows you're out for, like, a few months because a bad pull on a hamstring is ridiculously, like... Hamstrings are yeah. one of the biggest muscles in the... In the body, isn't it? Well
1: well yeah, but it's also one of the, it's also one that you don't really get time to relax. That's what I was saying. If no matter what you do, you might be on your feet every day, you're gonna be exercising your legs. Mm. Like you might be able to relax your arms because you can just drop them to your side or you can sit down. But those legs, whether you're sitting, standing, they're one part of that leg is always contracting.
0: Yeah, no, it's very true, man. It's very true. But speaking of the FA Cup final, the amount of Twitter memes I saw of a Bamiang carrying the cup did you see it and oh, he dropped the he cup dropped and he it. took the podium and it was just a big mess do you know what i found
1: really funny so when i watched it back i realized he didn't even really just drop the cup did he <laughs> he basically like he's it folded in half and he basically went <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then he was like oh no and he was like oh no. <laughs> oh no
0: but the irony is like the first time arsenal won a trophy in in quite a few years and everyone's like oh of course they don't know what they're doing they've never seen a trophy before <laughs> yeah, never seen yeah, a cup before <laughs> but there were so many like tiktoks of people like replicating it and just going crazy um but uh, speaking of TikTok, it's banned yeah, in the US. It is banned in the US because Trump clearly doesn't <laughs> like TikTok. Trump, what do you reckon on that though? So let's say, how would you feel about your data being sold to China? Let's say. So it's 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 weird that isn't it? When you find
1: out that people are saying that TikTok is actually a Chinese spy like related program. Yeah. You could understand why Trump doesn't want it. Yeah. Of but course. You could also understand why you'd think it's not really doing anything. But I've always had this. I've always had this actual. Belief in that you hear about things that go on in certain parts of the world you hear about sasco on in america britain france germany mm. if you're outside of asian countries i believe you have no idea what goes on inside them because mm. i think they're so inside their country like in england like you will know there's parts of england that just hate each other like yeah. the north hates the south yeah that's anyone, sort of anyone outside divide. of london hates people inside london but i think yeah. in china everyone's so closely
0: engrossed that they just know exactly what's going on in there but outside of it you wouldn't have a clue yeah man i mean everybody knows like china's one of the most secretive nations out there and it's not even
1: that the most one of the most powerful and huge in
0: population one as of the well. most powerful i mean all all from my understanding all it would take is russia to be like i'm gonna team up with china and then the That's whole the world. world is That's potentially world. done and as like my,
1: as much as america want to say i've seeing people say they're just a third world country wearing a gucci belt
0: <laughs> yeah they're not going
1: to do anything they're in
0: they're in a huge crisis themselves they've got their rest. own trouble but i find i find like china's such an interesting country like i definitely want to go there and experience like even living there for a bit yeah their culture if is I incredible
1: could. the food but literally it's just like outside of china even as like a world worldwide reporter mm. you wouldn't know exactly what's going on inside there Like mm. even inside the walls of sonyang in literally north korea you're not allowed media there yeah and if you do go there you have to be supervised by like north korean military yeah which you don't want to be asking any intense questions when you're
0: supervised with people of guns yeah jeez.
1: that don't speak your language as well the first thing is like is like oh is anything against the country yes
0: (laughs) yeah but like don't get me wrong of course in america the uk government there's stuff that we don't know about and stuff that nobody knows about it's all secret government stuff. that's the thing there's stuff that we don't know about but
1: when Uh, when you get to ask prime ministers questions you get to ask lords questions and ministers you get a few of those answers. You don't get that from
0: us to them. There's a lot more accountability in the UK compared to, let's say, like China and that. But I find it interesting, what's the province where you can go to... So China, gambling's illegal, except there's this one island or province where you can just go in China and and it's legal to gamble. So everybody who's rich goes there for a gambling holiday and apparently it's like, what a bigger gambling place than Las Vegas. It's like, begins with C. But I find that super interesting how in the whole mainland you can't gamble but there's one island where you can gamble like but it's crazy i love that I just it is crazy but at the
1: same time when you look at the success of china you'd think that might be down to just discipline because mm. at the end of the day you think we've got there's kids here who literally turn 18 in the uk and they're addicted to gambling so i guess if you can say oh yeah you've got to earn your right to gamble in china you've got to earn money to go to this island and gamble that's a yeah. discipline thing you can't just gamble from a young age yeah it's interesting because, because over there they're so strict they've got to work hard to get anything mm. so if you put the into concerts in the UK if we weren't allowed to gamble we wouldn't be interested in it would we we'd, we'd say oh yeah if we want to gamble you've got to make that money to go there and gamble then yeah, it's just a case of like we have the luxury of going on bet365 and turning the tenner into 170 quid at the weekend yeah, did you do that no nah, management word uh. worded so he literally he was saying that at the moment Arsenal went 1-0 down he put some money on it and got 170 quid back mm. and I was like yeah but Steve calm down Steve calm down Steve, mate. mate do you gamble um, so oh would you like to hear my amazing gambling story from this season go on then so was the, it Jesse Lingard to score on the last day of the season no, one no, goal <laughs> no it's that it's, it's almost it's almost as heartbreaking oh really? so around what was it around July last season hmm. I put on a whole season accumulator and I put it on eight teams I had Ajax to win theirs, Barcelona to win their league Juventus to win theirs, PSG to win theirs, um, Leeds to win the championship, and Liverpool to win the Prem. Yeah. So that's actually 16 6 teams not eight. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, So, obviously, Liverpool's took their 10-point lead, Bet365 cashed out. Bearing in mind, I put £5 on this at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And the returns were £978. Oh, nice. So, obviously, Liverpool t- took their 10-point lead, PSG won theirs. Ajax, the league got terminated, didn't it? Sure. So... Upon that i was like all right am i just gonna get a five pound back or are they gonna just clear that leg for it they cleared the leg and my returns only dropped by 50 quid That's not so bad. we're talking 926 quid and literally i was like all right i was like who's gonna let me down who's gonna let me down i was like it's gonna be Leeds, isn't it it's gonna be these northern boys Leeds, who are gonna let me down because yeah. at the time they were just like when they could get a lead they would literally just lose that game yeah. You think oh this is the time to go four points in the lead and oh no we've been absolutely battered. Mm. In this time I'm watching Barcelona absolutely slap up La Liga. So literally there must have been about I think it was just two months. I completely forgot about La Liga and was watching Leeds. Leeds Leeds every weekend, Leeds every weekend because my team Palace were just absolutely breaking my heart. Just, oh my yeah. So I was like all right. Leeds Leeds Leeds. Don't break my heart. Don't break. My heart. All right. Leeds have just gone four points clear. Looks at La Liga what the hell happened in here madrid won, didn't yeah. they? yeah why the hell have madrid come out of nowhere and now and are now level of points with barca Mate. with a game in hand so i was looking at it and i was like all right i literally cash have, out cash
0: out cash that's out that's the
1: worst part about it so i didn't know that the madrid game was on that night as soon as madrid won literally all the odds got stopped you couldn't cash out they got rid of the cash out straight away oh, and i no. was like so you're telling me the last time i checked my cash out was at 260 quid no way was i going to accept that knowing there was no 200 like 900 quid yeah. on the line so I was like, all right, I'll leave it, I'll leave it. I see Liverpool won the league. PSG won the league. Juve guaranteed to win the league. And I was just like, it's going to happen. Right. It's going to happen. I'm going to turn five quid into 926 quid. <laughs> and it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Opened my phone. Madrid. I know. Madrid broke my heart. Uh, they did. That's very true. I feel bad for me. And the worst part is, is that out of all the legs I said,
0: Barcelona are the one team you'd think just wouldn't mess up. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's true. It's an unlucky day. But what would you, let's say, or what would you spend your money on if you did win that 900 quid? Where are you going, what are you doing, what are you buying? Oh, we go again, don't we? New season ACCA. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. To be fair, I'm actually down to put on an ACCA for the new season. What, yeah, but anyway, Karen, what would you spend, what would you spend your money um, on?
1: Annoyingly, I don't think I'd spend it at all. You would just like, keep the, it, yeah, save it. Yeah, the way I look at money sometimes is I could have a load of money and I'd be like, oh, it's just there. I don't yeah. need I, like, I think I think with the amount I work, I'm not really
0: interested in spending a lot of money. Because, but that's that's interesting So I'm the yeah. same. Like when you said there, money is just there. Now obviously most of my money comes from my student loan, but my perspective is my money is just there. Like it's just there, yeah. and then I've, I've I've got into investing right, and now every time I invest money, I'm like good. Like I feel like I'm doing something productive with it because the banks obviously give no interest rates. Yeah, and then every time I get new money, I'm like well, it's just there. Like, What do I do with it? I don't want to buy anything. Should I invest it? But I don't want to take on that risk. Like, Money is just there. Yeah, I think I think the view I've wanted to look at for a long while is that any money
1: I get from now on, I like to look at an 80-20 ratio. And save 80, spend 20. Yeah, or not even that. It's a case of I'd like to save 80% of what I get and mm. that 20% isn't even a case of spending. It's a case of, let's class that as my disposable income. Yeah. Because even though disposable income might be the 100% of it, the moment I start looking at that, I'll be thinking, okay, I've got more money than I should be thinking I have. And that's where the incentive to buy stuff comes from. Yeah. It's like if if you were buying something, say, for example, if you wanted a new speakerphone and you were like, oh, I've only got, let's say, 250 quid to spend on one but suddenly out of nowhere but maybe you put on a bet that weekend and you've tripled that money (laughs) and you've now got 750 quid you'll be there thinking oh right forget that I'm going to get myself a 500 quid mic and you set up and you think but wait a minute do I need
0: that? Do I need this ginormous monitor exactly no do Do I need need this ginormous monitor that is uh, literally uh, length I totally get that exact mindset and I think in like today's society, if it, I think the two sensible mindsets, obviously one's just waste it all on drink and stuff, but yeah. you either like you where you save the majority and then spend like a, a fraction of that and like or saving for a house, whatever, or the mindset I've kind of taken personally is that I would just rather be young, spend all my money, have a good time because I could save 100% of my income right now. That'd be let's say like monthly income, like three, 400 quid. Yep. And then I would have no enjoyment or I could spend it all, get a lot of enjoyment. And then when I'm older, when I'm earning more, if I, I could like, uh, in one month I'd earn like a thousand, I could save 800 of that then. And yeah. it, it's just kind of like, I'll be saving more when I, it more it's almost more efficient to save for a house when I'm earning more, if that, if that makes sense. Like, but I just, it depends on kind of what, what your mindset is on stuff. Like, cause the ind- I just feel like if you was to save all of your money right now with no immediate thing to purchase. Yeah. Like let's say, I mean, you've got bills to pay, you've got a house, you've got a car to run. But for me, I don't pay bills. I don't have a car to run. I'm not paying like a house for, for anything. So yeah, the money so would literally just be there doing nothing. Most yeah, of my so money. That's the
1: thing. Like, obviously we're both 21, mm. but in a, in reality, we're in two different, two completely different situations. D- different so, situations. So for me to save money would be completely different to you saving money. Yeah, yeah. So my money that's saved, I know that money's got to be there yeah. because it's got to be spent on stuff. But I shouldn't see it as disposable income for myself because it's got to be set aside for that like earlier in this year
0: you need, you need the security let's say yeah earlier in this the year car I'd set aside house. some money
1: that I was just saving and then out of nowhere my car's clutch went yeah so if I'd been just looking at that money and going oh yeah that's just disposable income next thing you know I'm here taking a loan just to pay off a clutch which then with interest earns out to be more than I've even saved mm. in the first place yeah. I think I was just fortunate to actually have saved that amount that, I, that when I had to pay 450 quid for a new clutch that I didn't have to ask for help I could just go alright I've just got to pay this right now because yeah. i I can't leave it like i get some people like when they're young will be like oh, I, I can't afford it like i'll just leave it the only thing about maintenance of a car is that if you've got to get something done you need it done there and then because that can be the difference for example between you getting a new opportunity mm. or just stagnating
0: Yeah, no, it's very true. But I'd say like you said about our situations, we're both the same age. Yeah. but We're both in completely different situations because you're more of a man of the house. Yeah. And I'm more of still like a young, like university master's type person (laughs) because, well, I mean, you've got a car, you've got a job, you've got a family, you've got a house and you've got to support all of them four different. You've even got like goats and chickens. You've got to support all of them, five different avenues Whereas currently... And you've got a girlfriend. That's six, really. Expensive, mate. Expensive. Yeah, six being the most expensive. (laughs) (laughs) But really, I have currently, I have none of them. Obviously, I like to treat my family when I can and stuff like that. But I don't have any real expenses or things to worry about currently. Now, obviously, that will change. And when it does change, I'll be much more like you. I'm like, okay, I've I've earned this. I really have got to save this for, let's say, if something goes wrong, if I need to buy something to support bills, family, friends, you know, that sort of thing. But it's just fascinating how, like... Everyone we know is just on different levels of this stage. The thing is, it's it's quite
1: funny as well because if you were to, if you were to look at our group in school, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you looked at me, you go, yeah, he's definitely not the one who's going to be in that situation in about yeah, three I, years,
0: bro. A hundred percent. One hundred You'd think you'd
1: think the, you'd think the person that wasn't coming to classes was dropping out of school, was playing school games drunk.
0: Yeah, I don't know what I think. Yeah, yeah.
1: You'd, you'd think. Yeah, he's definitely not going to be at that stage in three years being a homeowner buying his own car. Yeah, but that's the thing.
0: Considering you you did drop out of... Basically, you just were like, A-levels, screw that. (laughs) You've done quite well to mature and take on the mindset of, all right, I've grown up now. I've grown up. Yeah, I think...
1: I'd like to say I grew up young because there are a lot of things about me that are still immature. Well, I, still, you- <laughs> I still like to make a lot of just like inappropriate jokes or just funny kiddie stuff because yeah, I do it at yeah. work with my mate. My mate's 30 at work. Yeah, He's yeah. just got married and we both say to each other, I was like, what?" Well, first off, one, how are you married? And he goes to me, how do you even work here?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's good banter. And we like. both just,
1: we both just laugh with each other because we're like, we both know somehow that with how immature we are, there's no way he should be like a married man. Mm. And at the same time, there's no way he like, with well, the way I'm at work, he'd think, how the hell would you even hold this job down?
0: Yeah. No, but I, I think it's fascinating. Everyone listening right now is probably like picturing what stage they are between probably our two extremes because I'm at one extreme, you're at the other extreme yeah. for our age. And it'd be interesting to see if anyone's listening. Comment up below if you're watching this on YouTube What Part of the stage you're in between being free-flowing or between having responsibilities, responsibilities and being an adult, and I just yeah. I think well,
1: another thing that just like helped me is that I guess coming out of school, obviously you yourself and all the rest of the groups are obviously surrounded by people who are your age as well. Me going into work, I'm surrounded by people who are obviously much older, have obviously yeah. been doing stuff for a long time. So I think that's just had an effect on me. I think mm-hmm. like obviously, no matter who you are, you do end up acting partially like the people you surround yourself definitely with. man definitely so i think where i having just left school you could clearly say i was just like a wild character mm. literally would just about do anything but i think having been at work i've benefited from being around people who literally have just like quietened their life down and grown up yeah a bit.
0: yeah no i agree man and i mean you've even got a season ticket at crystal palace football club right oh yeah that's like my ambition to have a season ticket at a premier league club when let's say i'm like 35 i'm settled down yeah, a bit it's my, more it's my that's my third th- year with one now third year like third that's year. like a big that's basically your baby that's a big commitment man. Yeah, it's, it's, a,
1: big, it's a big commitment it's a three heartbreak years
0: you've got another how many heartbreak jordan ayu's goal got goal of the season from one of the places though
1: yep as as deservedly but just uh, let's talk about like the last three years like last three years have just been they've been quite crazy because literally like like we said we've done me at the education yeah literally coming out of school Within about, it was literally in August that period when I got this job, shortly after when
0: I met Angel. Mm. It's in those three years that I've literally just done most of my growing. So, you reckon the relate, I mean, yeah, relationships, I feel like you definitely learn a lot from and work, of course. But they're the two main factors that you've kind of like, you realize, okay, I, you know, I need to grow up. I need to start being serious and not bunking A levels. And I think it's a case of like, when it's just you, you're like, all right, I can
1: just account for myself. That's fine. Mm. But I think it's because I'm with my girlfriend, I'm like, all right, I know she's at uni so she's gonna be doing her thing but at the same time i've got to do my thing as well because she can do her thing at uni but i'm the one who's going to be making money in this period where she's at uni
0: is the plan to when she's finished uni have the house set up a nice house big house customized everyone moves in start a family so i
1: mean the aim originally was to was to move out three years from now and make some money yeah but then i had i, I tried to be more real more realistic with myself i thought everyone wants to move out when they're young Mm. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe I should literally. It's gonna sound kind of leechy, but I really probably should try and stay at home for as long as I can.
0: No, same. I'm the same. I'm literally well because why our parents want us around right now. We're not too much hassle. We may as well save while we can. Wait yeah. for a housing market crash and yeah. then buy. I mean,
1: like <laughs> it is obviously it'd be convenient for you obviously in your house because mm-hmm. obviously my house is quite cramped. Like there's you got I've busy, I've you got, a busy got, house. Got, I've just got my mum, my nan, and then four siblings. And then the but the whole point is that. It's me who's basically going to be the one taking over. My mum's obviously got the yeah. life of her boyfriend. Should she go with him, the house will will essentially be mine. It's a it's a four bedroom house anyway. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You had to. You are a man of the house. Yeah, it's literally, it's crazy. It's just man. I think I'd love to say that literally,
0: it's it's easy to just be a man of the house, but it, it really isn't. I bet it's not. But do you, do you ever wish though that you had the experience to be, or not the experience, but you had the opportunity to be like, you know what? to see what having no responsibilities was like and just being like free phone doing whatever whenever type thing. The thing is though, I had that cuz I I done it for 6 months after leaving school. I basically yeah. just done what
1: I wanted for 6 months and I was like, all right, you know what? I think I've I think I've had my fun.
0: Yeah, well you start I don't even think it's fun when you haven't got anything to do. It's not even fun. So let's yeah. say like a university is all right because you're around people, you're studying, going out. But when you're at home, like the summer holidays, they can get boring and quite depressing, frankly. Yeah, because especially you're doing if you've got
1: nothing to do. Yeah,
0: exactly. And that's the, that's the thing why I think responsibilities are actually quite a good thing in the, in the long run, especially.
1: Yeah, like it's something you discover when you're older. Like you'll be wondering, like as a kid, you'll think, what do my parents or grandparents even do during the day? Like I'm at school. Or I'm out with friends. What are they even doing? They Are they just sitting at home watching TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you get older, there are a lot of things you got to do to just keep stuff ticking. Yeah. Like, literally, I just sat on the phone on Thursday, literally talking to people, sorting out stuff for the house. <coughs> yeah. Sofa people coming over, sorting out broadband deals, telephone deals.
0: I mean, it's the worst thing. So, I mean, obviously, like, you have a taste of that when you rent a house in my third year, like I did at uni. Yeah. And just sorting out, like, the... Uh, an uh, error so basically we played G- Glide this company that are meant to merge all of your bills like gas, electric, heating whatever yeah. together and then they you pay them a monthly fee they sort it out and make it easy for you yeah. but basically they didn't do that they forgot to sort out our electric which meant that we had two suppliers and it was yeah. such a hassle to sort out and try and figure out what was going on the amount of emails the amount of time we spent doing it and it was, all like four of us spent like a whole day trying to figure out how we can what's going on and how we can sort it out and just getting old is just it's time consuming and a pain in the arse sometimes.
1: Yes, that's the thing. Basically what you paid
0: was a commission fee, really. For a commission for them to sort out yeah. everything. Yeah, and they so didn't even sort it out. Yeah, that's the that's, worst that's my, thing. That's
1: my thing. I think I think when you're younger Fuming. and you think, Oh, I haven't got I haven't got a clue how to do this, you'll think, Oh, just oh, it's easier to pay someone else to do it. Now, if you think about it, there's a reason that people who are rich outsource their money to pay people to do things for them. Mm. Because they're confident in what those people do. I think as we're younger, we're just
0: like, ah, oh, it's it's too overwhelming for me. I don't know what I'm well, doing. I think so I'll pay
1: someone else to do it because that's what they do. And
0: I think it's other thing is as well, it's overwhelming. But I think the main thing is we're lazy. Like the reason why we 100%. got glide the commission thing where they sort it out for us is because obviously it was a bit different because two of us were studying abroad and we hadn't had we wasn't there in person to sort it out. But we we were just sitting there like, well, we're just lazy. If we just pay these guys a bit more, they'll save us time, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, it's blah. that kind of uh,
1: where you're sitting there and being like, I don't want to be doing this. I could just pay someone else to do it. Yeah. It's like even with myself. You know how there are plenty of banking apps yep. that literally show you what you're spending on? They'll be like, they'll tell you like, oh, you should, you, this is your allowance for this. So I was like, mm. why the hell do I need a banking app to tell me that? I'm more than capable. I'm a human being. Yeah. The whole point is that at the end of the day, apps are designed through human intelligence. So why am I being so lazy that I can't sort of my own savings? That I need my own phone to yeah. tell me, oh, yeah, you should be saving on this. I should be knowing that anyway.
0: Mate, it's, a, it's an interesting time to be surrounded by technology because it's literally, I, I'm addicted to my phone. It's taking over, like, I'll have it here on oh, my flashlight's on, but I'll have it here, and I'm like, all oh, message, all oh, message. And it's so, like, semi-worrying because I'm so dependent on my phone for my work, for my communication, for arranging stuff. And I just feel like it's going to take over. Like my brain is just so consumed by electronics and technology. So it's like, so
1: funny because I'm so glad you got an iPhone now. So so. <laughs> you, got, so many you got so got an years. iPhone. I've got the 11X Pro. Damn. I literally bought it the other day. Oh really? Yeah. I gave my nan my iPhone so she will be having fun with an 8 Plus.
0: Mate, that's jokes. But the, you know the reason why I got an iPhone is the is they've got me now because I've got a Mac. So I got I got a Mac. That, that's that's the. Then trick. I got my iPhone. Yeah. And then I got an iPad. And now I can never go back because as soon as I change my phone, my iPad and my Mac, my, my iPad compatible. and my Mac aren't going to sync up as much. AirDrop is so useful, and I yeah. like got AirPods now, so I can't go back. So this is Apple have got me, this bro. This is I'm what telling you. this
1: is what I said to my girlfriend because um, one of her family members, basically, I think it's a family friend or something, used to work for Samsung. Mm. So all their family basically got like <clears throat> top of the range Samsung phones. They've got a, about an 85-inch Samsung TV, which yeah. covers basically the whole wall. And I was like to her why don't you just get an iphone she's like i don't want an iphone now mm. me myself everyone knows back in school i hated apple and iphone i was yeah, the, you did you i did. was the, i was the biggest enthusiast of samsung galaxy as well you iPhone. got converted
0: bro so I. Did, did so, I.
1: So, so the funny story about it is i wasn't converted i just i gave up on samsung after a single day so do you remember when the galaxy s4 came out I it and it was it was i think it was me you and bailey <laughs> all sitting in the it suite doing um doing the share play music thing in the oh yeah we all had Samsung, bro. yeah 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 we all had that so basically what happened was is that when my screen broke it was a case oh i've got to get my screen fixed because i i cannot look at my phone with basically cracks all over it. i'll have to, I'll have, to have it fixed and i went and got it fixed in orpington at some like shoddy shop because it was cheap yeah and then basically i got home and it was saying my sim wasn't connected yeah so i was like why the hell is my sim connecting what the hell is going on with this phone and I put it in the charger, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just, I'll just turn it off. Let it charge for a bit, and it, was, it should sort itself out." And I was gaming in my room, and then like I started smelling burning. Oh no! And this was the, I this was this. around the same period where they were saying that Samsungs were blowing up. I remember this. Yeah. And I was just sitting there. I was like, "What the hell is going on? <laughs> like, why am I smelling burning?" I was, like, I was like, "So I've called down to my house. Like, it's one of you, look burning toast." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I've like, as I turn around, I've been like, on the floor. I've just heard like a, and your phone, my phone's just. Popped, yeah, yeah. I remember your I was, battery
0: just exploded, didn't it? Yeah, and I was like, "Wait, what? My yeah. Samsung just blown up in front
1: of me." I went, "Nah, that's it." I literally, at that moment, went straight at the time because obviously wasn't working.
0: I went on Tesco Mobile to find the, like the cheapest iPhone I could. That's when I bought my six plus. Yeah, I remember. And then you got yeah. That's, then you stayed on iPhone, but that's that's the one thing about iPhones, right? I personally liked it. I went from like Samsung to iPhone five to HT no the 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 H one plus. One Plus, yeah, back to iPhone, and I like changing it up between iPhone and Android, let's say. But now I'm at the point where iPhone eventually got me to get other devices, Apple devices, yeah, and that's... now they've got me, and that's what they do. They wait for you to chop and change. They release something and they capture you. And Samsung have never been able to quite capture it's... you with their array of products.
1: It's the thing that's like Samsung are. They're really good. Their stuff looks really nice. I've always been a fan of, like, for example, Samsung TVs, mm. Samsung laptops, Samsung tablets. But what they what they don't have what Apple do is that Apple made it so easy for you to turn your iPhone into an iPad or your iPad into a MacBook. Mm. That the compatibility is so much easier. Like you think, with a Samsung, okay, Samsung do their stuff mainly for TV is they'll have you buying hi-fi systems, mm. Bluetooth easy around the room. You'd think, yeah, I wouldn't pay Apple to do that. You'd pay Samsung to do that. But if you're thinking, hmm, Say you're a businessman and you literally have an iPhone and you buy yourself an iPad. You'll be like, all right, I have the luxury to literally leave my iPad at work because it's now, it's got a SIM in it and it can be a phone from work. So I don't even have to bring it home because I can do everything on my phone here on my Mac as well. I think it's just where they link Mm. stuff together. It's almost like four screens into one. whereas Whereas Samsung never quite got that whole making every device almost full usage as the other ones they have with it.
0: Mate, I totally agree. And that's the thing about Apple, obviously one of the largest firms in the world. And I think the only firm or the only company that create could create like, let's say a phone or a device that could potentially rival Apple is Tesla. They they obviously have their massive tablets inside their actual cars. And I think they're the, they're the only other company that has such strong brand loyalty that people would go, actually, you know what? I'm not gonna buy an iPad. I'm gonna get a Tesla iPad type thing.
1: Yeah they
0: look so nice. When I went to
1: Amsterdam, literally outside our hotel, because we were no outside the airport because we were going towards the hotel. I was like, "How do we get there? Like, we we could just get the train for a five And I was like, "No, let's actually let's actually get a taxi. Like, let's just get a taxi because these guys speak English anyway." Yeah, yeah. So basically, like, we must have gone to get inside this taxi. Yeah, we must have gone to get inside this taxi, and um, literally, the guy was like, the guy was in there was like. Oh, no, 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 you, you can't get in this one. This one's reserved, so I was like, All right, well, we'll get the one behind it. And the one behind it was like a Prius, and I saw yeah. the one behind that one. I was like, No, nah, that's a Tesla, we're, get, <laughs> we're, get, we're getting <laughs> in the yeah, Tesla. That one. So, I get in the th- as I go to get in the Tesla, yeah. This guy just rolls down the windows, he goes, Kelvin gives his card like that. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah and does literally does that. The boot opens, he's like, Leave the bags there, I'll drop them in, mate. So, yes,
0: his a, a business card yeah, between bi- two fingers, so I think dangles it out the I window think I and still goes, have his Kelvin. Business card. Really? I
1: think I even still have his business card in my wallet.
0: Man, I just imagine, was he wearing shades? He rolls down the window, business card in two fingers, yeah, dangles it. Yeah, I know I'm cool. I'm in a Tesla. Kelvin, honestly, get in the car.
1: Honestly, it was so class. He's probably one of the coolest guys as a taxi driver I think I've ever met in my life. He was so chill. Yeah, man. I bet I've left his business. You know what? I know where I've left his business card.
0: It's not here today. It's all right. Kelvin, if you're listening from no, Amsterdam, you drive a Tesla. I
1: exactly where I put his business card. in my wallet.
0: Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's cool. But Misha, we're coming to about 45 minutes in, I think. And is there anything you want to talk about, any concluding remarks that you've kind of learnt about? So obviously you're only 21, so we're two years deep into our 20s. But so far, what, what are we looking at? I always like to ask guests what their aim is going to be in their over the next few years, essentially. So what are they working towards? What are they progressing towards? Any major life lessons that they've learned in the last two years? Like, talk to me, bro. What, what are you thinking? Because for me, I always say, Studying abroad made me realize how much I love an adventure and traveling. Yeah. My aims over the next few years are going to be just becoming a better content creator, working on self-development, like learning a language and stuff like that. I don't have any long-term goals towards building a house or buying a house at the or maybe maybe a car, but nothing nothing too yeah. serious at the moment, like a family or girlfriend or stuff. But you're you very different, but yeah, I literally think my aim over the
1: not even over the next few years, over probably over my twenties till I turn thirty, is literally just aiming for stability, because mm. I think, obviously, we obviously don't see me that much. Yeah. But even though I might seem like a, a like a lot of what I do is stable, it's just it's just routine. It's routine. A lot of stuff I do is very spontaneous. Mm. So you'd think, oh yeah, the job's there, but everything else I do in in relation to that job, stable. Mm. But everything else will literally be spontaneous. It will come out of nowhere. Like I will yeah. just wake up and think, crap, I'll just go and do that now. Sure. Yeah, and I need—that's what I need to stop. I need to get that spontaneity into a routine with my actual work. I see you want more consistency. Yeah. Because I'll know. I'll wake. I'll every, at the beginning of every week. I will know. All right. I've got four days of work, and I've got three days to play with. And yeah. I'll know on my weekend. Yeah, it's my weekend. What should I do this weekend? And out of nowhere, be I'm off. Yeah. No. What I hear am that. I doing? Why am I doing that? That's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. No. I, it's interesting. I think. The one thing that I, I definitely love, which I haven't had in summer, is a routine because it, it it changes your mindset and allows you to build build around the routine. Whereas if you have no routine, you can't really build because you're building from no foundations type yeah. thing.
1: I think lockdown actually has done me a huge favour in that. Mm. I think without stuff being available to go to, it's made me be like, oh, I want to do something, but I can't, mm. which is really helping in terms yeah. of saving money, calming myself down as well. Yeah. Like, let me think so beginning of lockdown what was i doing any sort of raffle or shoe i was buying straight away during lockdown i had the i had the chance to enter it but i didn't i -hmm. think i think that says a lot because literally to buy my car i sold three pairs of shoes which covered the whole cost of my car Mm. now if, if i was thinking now oh yeah if that if lockdown hadn't happened i'd have been like yeah i'm just gonna buy that i'm gonna buy that i'm gonna buy that i'm gonna buy that buy this as well and then go ah i've got insurance and stuff to pay for what the hell have I spent this on for? Yeah. No, but, it's,
0: it's good, man. It's good. But yeah, I just need to somehow knuckle down stability. Mate, I mean, you're way ahead of your time. I think for me, yeah, that's definitely a long-term goal, maybe when I'm 30. Man, when I have an In My 30s podcast, that's when stability, consistency, that's when I'm get- getting serious about that. <clears throat> Thank you to everybody listening and tuning in for today's podcast. I've been joined by Mishak. Thank you for coming on, bro.
1: No problems, man. Always here.
0: And um, socials and everything like that will be linked in the description down below. And yeah, stay tuned for the next episode.